Hello, and welcome to Introducing Me. My name is Coleman, and I am today's host. For the past year, Sarah has been hosting this podcast, introducing the listeners to new people, and in celebration of one year of guests, today's guest is Sarah. She introduced herself in the very first episode, entirely about her, but many things have happened in the past year that she would like to share with you. Normally, I am just the editor, and I created the music for the podcast, um, so thank you, Sarah, for having me come on here. Why don't you go ahead and say hello? Hi. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you your willingness to do this. We've been talking about it for a couple months to be like, oh, you can introduce me for the year episode, and now it's Sunday, and the episode's coming out on Tuesday. So that is that is how podcasting sometimes works. Um, it's kind of crazy to be back, uh, talking about myself because whenever I have guests, I'm like, it might be my podcast, but this is your episode and you're the one who's going to do the talking. So all of a sudden now that, that we are recording, I'm like, why did I say I would do this for the year episode? <laughs> um, so yeah, a little bit of background. If you don't know me in person or it's been a while since you listened to the very first episode, I grew up in Connecticut. And then came to Pennsylvania for college and graduated six years ago now and have been in the area ever since. Um, I got degrees in business, human resources and music, and I am now working in fundraising, data and research. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of different things in the last six years. Um, Coleman here moved in with me, I guess three years ago now halfway through our relationship we've been together for six years um and and he does my editing for me for this podcast i don't think i would have started a podcast if i did not have him to do the editing so thank you i have i don't think i thanked you enough in the past year for for doing all of that um but yeah i started this podcast as a way um with my university to kind of help further my diversity and inclusion goals and just kind of learn about more people. And in the last year, I've met so many incredible people and it's been kind of crazy, um, especially when I see them now doing things on social media, whether that's I'm following their Instagram account on the podcast Instagram account or I follow them on TikTok or something. And to be like, wow, I had a conversation with them and I know a little bit more about them and it's it's really cool to be able to have had those moments and talk to them and just learn about so many different walks of life and different passions um with the pandemic for the past year and a half my life has obviously been been very different than it used to be so having this podcast has i think helped in not feeling like oh my life is so different and um, I'm missing all of these things or whatever it may be. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that things are starting to open back up. Um, I went to a concert two nights ago, which was really crazy, but everyone had to be vaccinated or show a negative test. So there was a lot of, I felt safer there, um, probably than sometimes even going into our local grocery store because we do not have a high vaccination rate in our county. Um, but you know, we're, we're pushing through and, and hopefully things continue to get better. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to ask me? A year ago when you started the podcast, one of the motivations behind the podcast was, as you had mentioned, um, 
your relationship with diversity and inclusion, um, particularly in response to results that you had gotten um, from a program through your university that you work at. Um, so I was wondering if you wanted to elaborate a little bit on how um, that's affected you, uh, how the podcast specifically has affected you over the past year meeting um, and interacting with um, people with different um, diverse backgrounds and things like that. Yeah, that's a great question and not one that I prompted you to ask me. So <laughs> I, I love how this is going. To be honest, um, when I was first interviewing guests, I obviously had a lot of people who I knew. Um, that was one of the first things in starting the podcast. I was like, I need to have guests. I can't just start a podcast where I'm going to talk to people every single week and not have people planned. Like that would be terrifying and not sustainable in any means. Um, but some of those people that I interviewed, like it was specifically, I was reaching out to them because I knew, say they were in the LGBTQ plus community or, um, you know, I'm white, you're white. Um, we both grew up in areas that are predominantly white and the university we went to and that I now work at, um, is also still predominantly white. And so, you know, I, I talked with people that, that have different backgrounds um, and it was just kind of from then going to, okay, people I know to then I need people. And I'm going to pause because our cat is, is meowing very loudly. <laughs> We're going to see if he's okay being in the room with us. He's never in here when I record. Um, but I always feel bad when he meows. So anyway, when I've been getting guests, um, a number of weeks or months in, I decided I want to see, like, take statistics of these people that I'm talking to, and are they diverse? Um, like, obviously, I'm, like, me, I don't consider myself to be a diverse person. Um, I'm straight, I'm white, uh, and I, I don't, I didn't grow up in a diverse area, so... Of course, I'm going to talk to people who are more of the majority than the minority. And as I was looking at these statistics, I was looking at generically race, white or non-white. Are they talking about cultures outside of white America? Um, are they a member of the LGBTQ plus community and gender, which I go... Um, binary male, female, and then if anyone identified outside of that, or I also then realized more and more as I was watching more and more TikToks that I wasn't including disability as one of the things that I was focusing on. And I'm not sure if people have picked up on it or not, but in the later year, um, I've had a lot more guests who have different disabilities, whether that's a health issue um, or a physical or mental disability. And I think part of that when I was doing this research, it really just depends on how vocal people are about their background. So if I know them in person or I see them on social media, what is it that they are promoting and what is it that they're pushing? And some people are very open about whether it's their identity or it is something like their disability. Um, and so seeing those results in graphs and just, you know, week to week as I add rows to the Excel document, 
um, whether it's a yes or a no, um, that's always in the back of my mind. And as I interact with more people in my day-to-day life or as different things are said, I, I think back to some of these conversations. And even if someone tells me like, oh, I whatever it may be, and I might think, oh, that's really similar to the story that this one guest told me. Like, I can't go and say like, oh, well, my guest had it this way. Is that how you have it? Um, because of course, everyone's life is different. And and I've seen that across that with my guests, um, whether that be people talking about their sexuality or gender diversity that, you know, some people might identify in the same ways, but have extremely different lives. Um, So yeah, I think that might have answered the question. I definitely, I think about it a lot more in my day to day. But as I talk to new people and I reach out to new people, um, I'm really glad that I'm doing this and learning about more people, whether they're like me or not. So outside of the podcast, um, has your experiences with interacting with the guests on the podcast and getting to know their stories better affected the way that um, you navigate um, the real world? The real world, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think so. I obviously, you know, I'm still living in the same place, working the same job, talking to the same people uh, in my day-to-day life. But there are some conversations and, and some different things that people will say that I do take a step back and realize um, if you don't want me to talk about this, I won't. But for example, and this is even pre-podcast, me and you have very different financial backgrounds. Um, I came, I grew up more in a lower middle, middle class sort of situation and you were raised by a single mom as a middle child um who who struggled um financially in different things and because i wasn't surrounded by people who struggled like that um i would have been more likely to say like oh well you don't have money why are you buying a 55 inch tv you convinced me in the last year to buy a 55 inch 4k tv and oh my gosh that tv is beautiful um and it while we had the money and it wasn't a problem, we used our stimulus checks to buy that TV. Um, part of the thing was that TV brings us so much enjoyment and is a quality of life improvement. And sometimes even if you don't have the money necessarily like readily right available, a quality of life improvement that might cost a little bit more money is good and is a good thing. Um, so that obviously like didn't come directly from the podcast, but there have been situations like that as well. Um, especially with people understanding, um, what it's like to be in the LGBTQ plus community while I don't identify that way. I have talked with many people that way. Um, and I have coworkers and friends who do as well. And there have been some conversations that I've had that then I, can reflect back to those conversations and say, oh, like, maybe I need to think a little bit more about this. And, and even just like the, the things aren't obvious. Um, you know, you can see people getting mad at somebody of like, oh, you're parking in a handicapped spot, but like, you're walking on your two legs, you look fine. 
Like, you don't know why they have a handicap sticker. Um, and you shouldn't be judging some somebody for anything because you don't know what they're going through. And I've had plenty of guests who have been go who have um, invisible disabilities or, or just different things that it's like you don't realize what they're going through. So, like, don't be jumping to those through those conclusions. I don't think I necessarily was jumping to tons of conclusions, especially in the negative light of why are you parking in a handicap spot? Um, but they're definitely I definitely try to take those steps back. Like when meeting someone new, not immediately making those quick snap judgments of, okay, well, I know this, this, and this. So therefore this, this, and this, um, because even when I talked with my guests, especially guests that I know very little about, I might know a paragraph's worth of information about them. And now all of a sudden I have to be able to prompt questions for them to talk for 40 plus minutes. And I try not to do a lot of research before them or before talking with them because a lot of them, my listeners don't know them. So I want to be taking it from the listener's standpoint of they don't know this. So therefore I shouldn't know this. And I know some things because I might have to prompt a question or whatever it may be. Um, but I, I do think um, just how I interact in daily life has changed a little bit in the last year because of this podcast. So speaking more about the podcast, um, uh, what have you found to be the the biggest challenge um, that you've had to deal with uh, over the last year with having a podcast? I don't even think I could have like one biggest challenge. I'm like, which thing do I pick? Um <laughs> So it, it comes in waves. Sometimes I'm like, I don't have a guest. The podcast is coming out in a week. What am I going to do? Um, that can be very stressful. I can feel very high stress when something is coming down to the wire or I email a guest and say, hey, this is the information. Your podcast is coming out on Tuesday. Please email me by Monday morning. And then like it's Monday and I don't have the email and I'm like, is the podcast episode going to go out on time? What is happening? Um, so that can definitely be a really big challenge if scheduling changes and or I just don't have people. Um, of course, there's also the issue or, or goal, I really should say, of like trying to grow the podcast. So that can be challenging to figure out the best ways to do that. And I've had different ideas, but then it's just like, I don't necessarily have the time or I don't have the motivation to focus in on something that I want to do. And then I find things falling behind and weeks have gone by and months have gone by before I've done that, this, that, or the other thing. Um, but that's not to say like, like I'm complaining, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm someone who definitely can complain about a lot of stuff um, because I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy the stuff that I'm doing. I enjoy the fact that I'm putting this out. And when I talk to different people about things, I I really enjoy what people are hearing and, and what those results are. Um, so, yeah, I think making sure I have steady guests and it continues to flow from week to week um can definitely be challenging do you want to let the guests or the listeners know um how they might be able to be guests on the show if if uh if they desire to do so 
Yeah. So of course I, I will take guests. Um, and pretty much any way that people want to reach out to me, I will say then come be on the show. Um, it's a relatively simple process because all you have to do is, is get in contact with me. I have a podcast email that I do everything through, um, which is always in the description of every episode. And then I use a website called Calendly, which is great for scheduling. And then I can just send you a link and you can see all the times that I'm available to record. So I normally record in the evenings after seven uh, Eastern Standard Time or on the weekend, usually in the afternoon, um, just kind of depends on scheduling and things. But I block off the times in that calendar. So that's really nice um, with scheduling. And then I just send a link and um, either use a website called Zencaster, which is great because you don't really have to do anything as the guest. You just kind of open up the website, type your name and the system does its stuff. And then at the end, the files immediately go to my Google Drive and I don't have to like get you to do anything. Um, I do use Zoom uh, sometimes for recordings if people want to do recordings on their own software or something like that, or we have an issue otherwise. But yeah, I'm always looking for new guests. And it's fun because especially when I talk to people that I know, sometimes there's a like, well, I don't have a story. And it's like, everyone really does, um, whether or not you think, oh, I have this, I'm a minority in something, or I, I don't, you know, travel, or I don't do this, that, and the other thing. But sometimes, like, one life experience can really change your life. Um, and I think that there are a lot of things that can be shared. Um, and I love sharing different people's stories on this podcast. Awesome. So we talked about um, a little bit about what you find challenging with the podcast. Um, would you like to talk about what you like most about the podcast? Yeah, for some reason, that question's so much harder, even though I really like doing the podcast. Um, I think it's honestly the opportunity to meet new people. Mm-hmm. I get really excited. I, I should say with all of my guests, but there are some times when I'm just like really looking forward to talking to someone or, or hearing about something new. Um, for example, my last guest, Sasha, she um, is Miss Utah. And I was like, I know absolutely nothing about Miss America, Miss USA, like all of these things. I, I don't know anything about it. And I was just excited to learn about this different part um, of life that so many people are really involved in. Or um, when I had Valerie on, she was another recent guest, like she had a TED talk. And I'm like, what? I'm talking to someone who has a TED talk. Um, And going back way even further, when when I spoke with Derek, who's somebody that I know, but who has a Twitch channel, it's like people know who you are. Um, And here I am, like taking time out of your day to to talk with you. Um, So it's really exciting to to get to sit down with people, whether they're well-known, not well-known, have a small following, have a large following. Um, I do get excited. Um, sometimes I'm very tired when I'm recording, but I, I do look forward to all of my recordings. Um, and it just kind of depends. If I, if, I have, if I have that anxiety of, oh my gosh, this needs to come out, it needs to work well, uh, sometimes I might be a little bit less excited, but I find that I do get excited for listening to new people and, and hearing new stories. And 
like we already have the next episode recorded so like that's really exciting but then i'm recording with somebody on wednesday and i'm really excited to talk with her um so yeah i think just meeting new people hearing new stories um that's that's what i i get the most and enjoy the most out of so you've mentioned um in uh the past couple of answers um uh different ways in that the podcast has um kind of affected your life and whatnot um and uh you know i happen to know of a certain little guy that uh, is only a part of our lives because of um partially because of a guest that was on your podcast and and you know talking with her on and off the podcast um so uh trying to figure out a way to give you an opportunity to talk about him um yeah yeah so i i did I, I very briefly mentioned earlier that we let the cat in the room. We have a cat. We adopted a cat. And if you were to go back and listen to my episodes that were, le- were released probably from like November and December, almost all of my guests that I was talking to had cats. And, and, and maybe even a little bit before in October too. So a lot of like by the first dozen people I interviewed, most of them had cats. And the thing is, is Coleman grew up with cats. And Coleman has probably wanted a cat his entire life since when he's not had a cat. And when we were living in the apartment, there was a no pets rule. Um, if I had wanted to, I, I did kind of get permission from my landlord to have a, a fish, but I never went down the road of, of getting a pet. And so then when I bought the house, it was like, oh, well, we could get a cat now. And I was like, no, we can't. Um, my mom is allergic to cats. We'd have to take care of the cat. We'd have to pay for the cat. Um, and so I was like, we're not, we're not getting a cat. And then I was talking to all these people who had cats. And then I was seeing on social media about the cats. And I, I have a coworker who has dogs and his dogs can be very expensive. So that just kind of kept sitting in the back of my mind. Like, we are not high earners. Like, why are, why are we going to get a cat? What would really change you know we've been in a pandemic for at that point uh, nine months or so and and Coleman here was home for a good portion of that and then working part-time and I was working from home and then I was back in the office and I'm a dog person I really like dogs um we never we had a dog when I was really little um but then never had another large animal again And so my thing was always like, well, I would love to have a dog, but like a dog wouldn't work with our lifestyle, like getting home, making sure the dog is taken care of and getting out. And what if we go away? Because like, you know, I'm from Connecticut. He's from Virginia. Cats are a lot easier to do with that. Um, And so the Sunday or Saturday before Thanksgiving, I was on the phone with my mom talking about how I was coming home for Thanksgiving, how we were going to, you know, do things a little bit differently and then I was going to quarantine for two weeks and Coleman was going to try to get a test to be able to come back because that was the travel restrictions in Pennsylvania. And then I was at work on Monday and there was a slight COVID scare, even though like there was pretty much zero chance that I had COVID and everything on social media was like, you, you shouldn't be going home. But like we both knew if we don't go home for Thanksgiving, we're not going home for Christmas. And my birthday is right after Christmas. And while I spent my first three years out of college not going home for Thanksgiving, Coleman had always been home for Thanksgiving. And neither of us had ever missed Christmas. 
So that Monday night, like I remember getting home from work, it was dark. Coleman called me and I pretty much was like, well, I'm, you know, kind of making the decision to not go home. We had dinner. Goodness knows what we ate. And then it was like, we should probably discuss the elephant in the room of me thinking we shouldn't be going home, knowing that that'll put a wrinkle in Christmas. And so we kind of had a bit of that discussion of like, are we going to be okay? Can we do this? Very like, you know, tearfully, you know, making that decision, knowing the next like month or two is going to be really hard. We had gotten the chances to see our families um, as late as October. Um, Both of our families have been pretty good in handling COVID. Um, So we've been very fortunate to do that. And then in the same breath, or a few sentences later, I said, well, what if we got a cat or something along those lines? Because I was like, you know, you've been asking for so long. Um, You know, I've, I've heard the benefit from other people about having a cat. And so that was Monday. You know, we both called home, kind of tearfully said, you know, we're not coming home anymore. Um, and I, I don't know if I finished the statement about me being on the phone with my mom. But the point of saying that was just the fact that we were like planning and then like talking about meals and the whole thing. It was like, so all of that's going out the window. And I told my parents, yeah. And I also told Coleman we could we could possibly get a cat. Um And so then two days later, the day before Thanksgiving, I went to pick up a turkey, which was very difficult to find a turkey that was not ginormous two days before Thanksgiving. And I stopped at this cat rescue that's in the town over from us, talked to the volunteer there and was like, well, what what do what do you need to have before you you bring home a cat? Um, What are the things that we should have? Because while Coleman has had a cat, you know, most of his life, I was like, I'm not prepared. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And I had a good conversation with that woman and she gave me an application and she was like, you know, you can become an approved adopter. And then when there's a cat that you find that you like, you can take it home. And it was like, great, we'll do that. They were then doing individualized appointments. So we signed up for a private time on Friday because Coleman and I both had the day off. And we went in and we were like, here's our application. We want to be approved. Like, we don't have any specific cat that we want. We just want to be approved. And then we will find a cat in due time. There was one cat there. Slinky? Slinky, yeah. He um he had a lot of energy. Uh, but he was a tabby. And for whatever reason, I didn't really want a tabby. That was one of the rules. <laughs> Specifically, no tabby cats. <laughs> Um, but just compared with the other ones, it was kind of, he was the one catching the eye, but it was like, like, we don't need a cat right this minute. It's okay. And then the, the volunteer that was there, um, there were some cats that were hiding under the couch and he pulled the couch out and like got these cats to come out and was like playing with the laser and stuff. And what like we're kind of across the room at some point and Coleman's like Sarah come over here like put your hand out to this cat and let him sniff you and this cat just started rubbing his head up against my hand he's orange and white and I was like oh my gosh I'm falling in love with this cat um the cat's name was Jack Jack the cat's name is still Jack Jack and we brought him home the following Tuesday I think something like that on on Saturday, we pretty much got approved. So the next day, 
saying you can adopt a cat. Um, and I texted with the rescuer on Sunday about the cat, learned that he might have a slight leg injury, also learned that he really likes to kick his litter everywhere, which we didn't realize how much of a problem that was. So a month into getting him, we bought a top entry litter box and thank goodness for that. <laughs> um, and we, we couldn't go on Monday, but on Tuesday night we, we went and we took Jack-Jack home and... Honestly, this last, I mean, we've had him now for, for nine, almost 10 months. Um, he's been a delight. He's very bitey right now, which is very not helpful. Um, but even as I, I get frustrated with him or like he sits and meows, um, when he's not, when we're not giving him attention, um, I think it's been really beneficial, um, you know, to be able to come home to the cat, you know, whoever gets home first from work. Or just to kind of have him him love on you. Um, I did not think that I would be able to love a cat as much um, as I do love Jack-Jack. Uh, I will say they had a litter that was like all Pixar themed, which is why his name is Jack-Jack. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great. Um, we definitely had to like change things around the house. He really likes to knock things off of walls. Um, I had to take a bunch of delicate things now, and I'm still on the hunt for some sort of glass hutch that we can put things in. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been really great. Um, I do hope that by next year or year from now, we do not have a second cat. Um, while we have talked about getting Jack-Jack a friend, he could definitely use one. We kind of got to see how things keep going. Um, he did go to the vet this past week, I guess that was, um, and he's got some gum issues. So want to make sure that we can nip that in the butt, um, and, and have him, have him be healthy. Um, but he's, I'm really happy that we have him. Yeah. Um, so besides the most wonderful life change that's happened over the past year um would you like to talk about uh you know how else your life has changed um in the past year since you started the podcast yeah um so i mean definitely the podcast takes up a lot of my time um that is a very time consuming thing between recording um listening to the edits that you do and and then making sure things get published social media planning for guests, planning for other things. Um, that's very time consuming. Um, because of the pandemic, things have kind of been all over the place. Um, so a year ago, when we were going into winter, we really weren't doing any performing, I don't think. Um, because with bands um, not really being able to perform because of covid that was a big change. We were going to one or two rehearsals every single week um, up until March. And then that just completely stopped. And then I was like, I, I don't have anything going on, um, which was part of the reason I started the podcast was to just give me uh, an outlet that was creative. Um, I've been back in the office full time pretty much since late January um, with the job that I have. I kind of need to be on campus as long as there are students on campus. So I was I was on campus pretty much the full fall semester as well. Um, but it, it's definitely been interesting as, you know, 
my brother is still working from home most of the time. And other people that I talk to, they're like, I haven't been back to the office since March of 2020. And um, so that, that's been interesting to kind of see how different things are changing and see that different benefits that some people are getting versus others. Um, whether people are, are staying fully remote, whether or not that's like, I, and I think it's really because of the job that I have right now did not prefer working from home. I think I could prefer working from home, but I need the right job, the right structure within work, um, in terms of how people communicate on their day to day and different camaraderies and stuff like that. Um, outside of those things, um, the past year has been hard in different ways than the first like nine months of the pandemic, because I find myself in more like highs and lows of, am I feeling productive? Am I letting things affect me more than they should? Or, or do I feel organized or whatever it is? I'm a very type A person and I know that. Um, but I let that go sometimes. And then like, I let that be really hard on myself. Um, I love to read and sometimes I would just go days with like having no interest in reading and that can be really hard. Um, I'm really into bullet journaling, um, and just like planning and stuff like that. And this past year I have purchased a bunch of washi tapes and a bunch of stickers and it honestly makes me happy. Um, sometimes it can be overwhelming and I'm like, why did I do this? Uh, but I do love it. Um, and I did a project recently that was super creative and I really liked how it came out. And I'm, I'm super excited to, to give that gift, um, which is why I'm not explaining what it is. Um, but, you know, besides for those things... Like the last, even like the last like two years, I'm like, where has time gone? What, what is time? What, you know, this memory that I have, was it two days ago? Was it two months ago? Was it 12 months ago? Like, I do not know and, and understand time. I mean, yesterday I was making a TikTok and only my second TikTok I have made and I literally had to be like, wait, was it last night that I went to the concert? Like, or have multiple days passed? What? And it's just really weird. And I don't know if that's just a side of the pandemic, a side of like getting older, but I'm not yet 30. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the last year has definitely, definitely been interesting and I'm excited to see what things continue to change uh, throughout the next year. And what are you looking forward to in the next year? I'm not sure. Um, I'm hopeful that things will get better in terms of the pandemic. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't know how how things will turn out. Um and and what things might change but i am hopeful that things will become easier um that we'll have you know more compliance more comfortable situations to be in um and and that i that i that things can can get a little bit more back to normal even though i think our normal will continue to be different 
Um, I'm looking forward to honestly continuing with the podcast. The fact that I've put episodes out every single week for 52 weeks is crazy. The number of times you have said to me, oh, you should take a break. And I'm like, no, I've got to do this. <laughs> um, has been has been kind of funny, but I, I do enjoy it. And like I have taken a vacation, um, you know, and I still manage to to get everything together. You know, it just takes a lot of planning um, I'm excited to be organized in a different way next year. Um, I now have a specific journal that I use solely for podcasting purposes. So everything can be in one place. Um, and as weird as it is to say that like planning things excites me, um, I, I am looking forward to utilize new techniques and to help me, to help me keep on top of everything um i'm also just excited to to see what happens and um i used to be someone who would plan out really far in advance and i I still am but because of the pandemic there's like worry we have tickets to a concert in canada in december and that has been rescheduled twice and i'm hopeful that we're gonna go to canada um i've never been to canada so in the next year, I'm really hoping to go to Canada <laughs> um, and and do that and and just continue to kind of enjoy things more. Um, realizing that, you know, to be able to to enjoy and just like the little things that I may not have enjoyed before or not have realized that were such enjoyment. Um, I definitely want to get back into to some things that I've let go in the past year, um, whether that's wanting to eat healthier or, or working out. Um, that's been particularly difficult in the pandemic. Um, but yeah, it's it sometimes honestly the little things. Um, this concert that I went to two nights ago um, was the Jonas Brothers. And like I literally bought the ticket a week before the concert. And that just kind of goes to say like, I'm not necessarily always doing things for myself um, and and I should be willing and able to do that. But a lot of that was based on money and I didn't want to pay for a hotel. And then we got a hotel and walking into a hotel, it was like, wow, we haven't been in hotels since March of 2020. And like, there's something a little bit about like getting away from like, you know, the one or two places that you've, you've slept in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm, I'm looking forward to at some point being able to do those sort of things again as well. Yeah, it's it's funny because I um, I'm definitely one of those people that is more introverted to the point where my my day to day wasn't affected too much by the pandemic. Um, I'm perfectly content to spend most of my time if I'm not at work, just at home. Um, whereas you're more of a you know, traveler, you know, wanting, wanting to experience things. Um, uh, not that you're not introverted as well, but, um, you know, you have things you like to do like fairs and concerts and things like that. So, um, I know that going to that concert this past weekend was, um, exciting, you know, something you haven't been able to do in a year and a half. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think um, there gets to a point where you don't realize how things like have changed. And like, and I definitely in, enjoy being home. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not someone who likes to be in big crowds or, or do a bunch of things with a lot of energy. Um, 
But, you know, having those different moments, like we were able to go to Zoo America uh, the next day and it was like, wow, this is really great. Um, and, and part of that is purely like where we live and to make a commitment to be like, oh, we're going to drive an hour and then mm-hmm. do something for a couple hours and then drive an hour back, um, which can be good. Um, but yeah, it's like, while my day to light day life changed, like, I feel like it's, it's con- like, it's changing every like few weeks. And like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next month or the next two months. And it's Mm. I'm definitely learning that with the cat. He has his phases. Um, Mm -hmm. He's really interested in one toy that'll last for two months. And then he's like, I don't care. I do not care about that anymore. And I'm like, you you used to like that. And I liked when you liked that. He really likes to sleep and he's very cute when he sleeps, which makes up for all of it. So before we start to close things out, um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, um, there is one thing, and it, as I've mentioned, that sometimes planning, as much as I love it, does not go super well. So technically, I have not done what I'm going to announce right now, um, <laughs> but one of the things that I have been looking at or planning to look at as well is to, I, I don't know if this is even the right way to say it, but to start a Ko-Fi account and I believe that's how they pronounce it. It's K-O-F-I. Um, and and what it is, is it's a way for people to donate um, to like a creator or somebody who's doing really anything. Um, and while for the past year I have had a Patreon account, the thing with this website is it makes it a lot easier to do a one-time donation. And... While most people have it say, buy me a coffee and I'm not a coffee drinker, or it says, buy me a hot chocolate. And I'm like, I'm not a hot chocolate drinker either. And then it's like, buy me a drink. And I'm like, that sounds alcoholic. And I don't really drink alcohol. I haven't really figured out what exactly I'm going to have it say. Um, But the ability to have kind of like a simple place for an easy donation, um, I think will be really helpful and and a new thing for people to do. It does also have the same abilities um, to be a consistent subscriber. So I am going to be making that switch and the information for that website will be in this episode. So I have a couple days to uh, get that together. And uh, it's been something I've been meaning to do for the past uh, number of months. Um, but I'm excited to to provide that option because... As someone who is philanthropic, especially because, you know, I, I work in philanthropy, um, it's a lot easier, I think, to make a one-time donation. Um, and I encourage people to, I mean, sure, donate to me. Uh, that would be great. I do pay for things with this podcast. Uh, I pay for the hosting website. Um, and I transcribe all of my episodes and put them on YouTube the Sunday after the episode comes out. And I do pay for that service. Um, I also purchase things like my website domain. I purchase the graphics. Um, If it was not Coleman who wrote me the music uh, intro and outro, I would have paid for that as well. Um, I appreciate the fact that he did not charge me for that. If anyone else wants podcast music written for them, he will charge you. But he's also really great at it. Um, So that, that was a really fun process to do a year ago. Um, but yeah, I encourage people to either support somebody like me who's doing something out of their pocket and really enjoys it, but also like support bigger national organizations, 
Um, there's a really great website. I believe it's called Charity Navigator that you can see like what charities do with the money you donate to them. And I have used that to choose different organizations because when you have something like say as big as cancer that you might want to donate to cancer research or different funds relating to maybe a specific kind of cancer. Like there's so many organizations that do different things and that website can really help you see what they're doing with the money and what their money goes towards, whether it's more research, whether it's all sorts of different things. Um, and of course I do work at a university and, um, donating back to your higher education organization does help university rankings. So like if you enjoyed your higher education experience, you probably should be donating back to your university, even though like you won't give thousands of dollars, like $5 does go a long way because it's a percentage of university givers. Anyway, that's my one piece on my, my job. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to introduce a new way for people to support me. Um, and I, and I hope that people do in the next year. Other than that, I'm sure there's so much more that I could talk about, whether in the past year or the next year. Um, but I do hope to sit down and and share more about me every year as this podcast continues to grow and move on. Um, I, I do want to keep doing this podcast for years to come. I won't necessarily make Coleman be my, my host every year, um, but I appreciate the fact that you were willing to do it this year. Of course. Now, as you know, at the end of every episode, you like to end it out with a random question. So back when the pandemic started, um, I had uh, been furloughed from my job. And, and one of the things to, to uh, keep me um, sane during that time uh, was when you helped me um, get into reading by, you know, finding me a, a random book and author to, to start reading on. Um, so there's still a series I've been reading since then and whatnot. But of course, I don't read too often. You know, I might read one book every couple of months and whatnot. Whereas like when you go on vacation, and whatnot, you might check out 10 books or whatever and read six or seven of them, uh, of them before you get back. Um, so my question for you is, um, is there any like book series or, or authors or anything that you've really been enjoying lately um, that you'd like to, to talk about? Sure. I do love to read. Um, and I've had guests talk about reading before, which always makes me excited. Um, and I'm definitely on book talk, uh, the book side of TikTok. Um, and, and one of the things I find fascinating is people who like track their book reading in all sorts of different ways. Part of me is like, I really want to do that. And part of me is like, why, why I don't need to be, I don't need, uh, but you know, anyway, this is not answering your question. I, the first person that comes to mind is currently the author I'm reading, which is Ellen Hildebrand. She writes novels on Nantucket and, um, they're usually like romance based, but not like, not like Fifty Shades of Grey, um, like your light beach novels. Um, and she's had a couple series. I, I've read one of the... It ended up being a four book series, I think, but she has another three book series. I'm reading her newest book because my friend's mom um, always buys her newest books and I, I have it on loan from her. Um, and she always has these different characters and you're like reading a section and then that section comes to an end and you want to like continue on that character. But then, no, you have to go like hear about this other character and they all interact. Um, I really like her books. 
I also really like um, cozy reads, which I don't know. I should look up the definition. My mom looked up the definition to explain it to my father recently, but they're typically kind of like shorter-ish books that uh, are usually kind of like lighthearted and like a mystery to them, but not like super death gore, like mystery, but like, you know, the, the puzzle lady, she stumbles over a body and like gets involved in the investigation process. Um, and, and those things are, are also really fun. Um, the series that I got you on, um, is the Charlie Davidson series. Um, and she's a, a grim reaper, but not in like the typical way you would think. And I remember that series was really good. Um, I have now read all 13 books. Um, which is weird because I haven't like ever really finished a series beyond like the Pretty Little Liar series or like Harry Potter or Hunger Games. And even then, like with Hunger Games, I haven't gone and read the newest one that came out, which was like, I think a prequel. And like with Harry Potter, I did not read. Um, there was like a play and then another book that came out additionally. And it's like, I haven't gone back to those there's part of me that would like love to go back and read the Harry Potter series. And then I'm also like, will I actually enjoy it? And I just, I just don't know. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the books that come to mind, but I do read a lot. Yes. Um, my goal is 50 books a year. I am once again behind. I was really behind before vacation and then I caught up on vacation and then again, now I'm behind again. Um, but I have off the last week of the year. Uh, so I usually catch up back then again and uh, meet my goal at that time. To say it sounds like you need another vacation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love another vacation, but uh, having the time off for another vacation is not necessarily uh, a thing right now. All right, that brings this episode to a close. Sarah's personal social media will be in the description if you would like to connect with her on Instagram or TikTok. And if you'd like to connect with the podcast, the website is in the description as well, which will take you to the Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also email the podcast directly if you would like to be a guest or support the podcast monetarily through Ko-Fi through a one-time or a recurring donation. She will have that set up by the time this comes out. Thank you, Sarah, for letting me host today, and to the listeners for taking the time out of your day to hear a new story. Until next time, bye! Thank you so much for doing this for me. I really appreciate it, Coleman. Um, I, can't, I can't thank you enough for everything you have done with this podcast, and I'm excited to see where the next year takes us. Bye! Bye!